exit made this. Nothing but facts, nothing but facts. The mission is forward, no going back. Podcast live, so in I act. Lot of pain in my hood, my tears black. Nothing but facts, nothing but facts. The mission is forward, no going back. Podcast live, so in I act. Lot of pain in my hood, my tears black. NBL, tell the truth. Hosted by my dog, Shelnay Berry, Port Allen, Louisiana, stand up, it ain't nothing but the truth, believe that. First topic of the day, we're going to be talking about the West Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office. You are on the actual factual spotlight today. Um, as you all know that in the news, there was the Sheriff's Office was um, reprimanded for having someone who was driving with a suspended license and they killed a pedestrian, a pedestrian out of Plaquemine, Louisiana. So the question I believe comes, why is the sheriff's office having someone driving with a suspended license in the first place? I mean, things have gotten so bad here in the city of Port Allen to where the Louisiana State Police is now has now opened an investigation until what can be uh, malfeasance in office. Here we have a sheriff. Now, 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 I want you all to really, really think about this. I want you to really think about this logically. If you're pulled over today and your license is suspended, then the, uh, then the officer who pulled you over has the option to either ticket you or take, it, take you to jail. Do you realize that? Okay. We have a sitting and active sheriff's deputy driving a, a West Baton Rouge Parish vehicle that's owned by the parish, owned by the sheriff's office, driving under suspended license and kills a pedestrian. I mean, it's, it's unfathomable to think as someone who has a responsibility to keep an active driver's license, I really want you all out there to really think about this. If you're driving on the streets of West Bandage Pass right now without an active driver's license, if your license is suspended, the same sheriff who can pull you over, give you a ticket, according to state law, possibly even take you to jail for driving without a suspended license, it's at their discretion, it's at the officer's discretion. For what I understand, again, this is nothing but facts. So if you have the facts on this, please feel free to chime, chime in. Um, this guy was driving without, with a suspended license. License wasn't valid. At about 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, and takes the life of a pedestrian. Now, there are folks all over social media that are saying, well, he was wearing all black. Well, he should have had some reflective uh, gear on. Well, it was at nighttime. I want, to, I want you to put yourselves in the shoes of the family members who are now mourning the death of someone. It doesn't matter if this brother was black, at this mic, black as this mic and wearing all black. He was killed by an officer who was driving without a suspended license. 
And the fact that this officer has the power to arrest you or take you to jail or ticket you if you're driving under a suspended license is unfathomable. So we don't have the name. I believe the name was released, but I don't have the name in front of me of the young man who was killed. But I want to say rest in peace to him. Um, it's a tragedy all the way around. Uh, I believe uh, the toxicology report came out or, no, they did a breathalyzer, right? Uh, yeah, uh, and he was found to not be under the influence. There's the facts, ladies and gentlemen. He, he, they did a breathalyzer. He was found not to be under the influence of alcohol. We are still awaiting the toxicology report on that. And uh, it is my prayer that he it sincerely comes back negative of all drugs because if that comes back positive with any drugs in the system, I mean, we have a big chaos. And what's even scarier is that what's even more scary is that this is the second incident that the West Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Department has, uh, has, has been investigated with. Uh, Chris Nakamoto broke the story on that. And um, I believe he also broke the story. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, producer. But um, I believe he also broke the story on what the West Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office being under fire from sitting Sheriff Mike Cass having a, uh, a DOC work release inmate uh, work at his house. WBRZ broke the first uh, uh, about the officer with, uh, killing a pedestrian. I believe WFB Karen Chala broke the... Um, the, uh, with the inmate working at the sheriff's office for WFB. Okay. Hey, Karen broke, broke that one, I believe. Okay. Um, and whoever broke the story, uh, those are the facts, ladies and gentlemen. Whoever broke the story, it's pretty sad that, um, and they, you know, their excuse is that they've been doing this for hundreds of years. And literally, they've been doing this for hundreds of years. Inmates have been working at, um, at, at, the, at the homes, the private homes of sheriffs doing private work for them uh, on the public dime. Uh, it, it's, it's sad. It's sad. Whether they've been doing it for hundreds of years or not, it's not right. And uh, we, we need to call truth to power here. Um, there's a lot of corruption that is going on, not just in the uh, sheriff's office, but in and around the city of Port Allen, Louisiana as well. And, and, and we need to start putting some of these, uh, these public officials on notice. That's, it's no longer going to be business as usual um, in West Baton Rouge Parish, and for that matter, in the city of Port Allen, which leads us right into our, our next topic, as uh, talking about the sewer rate increase in the city of Port Allen. Now, I attended the city council meeting um, last Wednesday where they were talking about raising the sewer rate because the city of Port Allen doesn't have the infrastructure to support the current sewer. Well, is, is that correct? Well, currently, um, sewage. Currently, the main issue uh, at the moment um, is uh, that the the city has been basically subsidizing the rate. Uh, so they basically just like they were doing with the garbage. Um, and, and for some who who may not know, um, you're gonna have steady increases on your garbage in order for them to keep up with the inflation. That is going on with um with with the garbage rate and the sewer rate. That is the plan because what what is doing is the city has been operating at a deficit with both garbage and sewer. And the problem is with sewer is um because they have 
for years have lacked um, work done on the sewer system. Um, they've lacked work on, and not just the actual plant, but the actual. Uh, you talk about the actual infrastructure. Structure. The, 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 the okay. Pipes, the right now in um, Westside Village, uh, which is Kalinda and all those streets, they're actually going through. I think about a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar project right now to basically send cameras through the system to find out where clogs and where breaks and cracks are in because every time it rains over there they have uh, not only water retention backups sewer backup into homes in that area wow um and it's been been an ongoing issue for years um and so right now um the city has to take money out of the sewer fund that has to legally stand on its own, hmm. um, so to speak. It, they cannot transfer funds from the general fund, which maybe have, may, may have more revenues in it or any other fund. Same thing with the garbage. Um, the fund has to stand on its own. So right now, um, they're trying not to get that fund, deplete that fund, uh, even as it has revenues coming into it. They're trying not to deplete it with having to make emergency uh, repairs because if they for some reason they have to go for a bond issue which one of the issues is they want to build a new sewer treatment plant and what will happen is if they build a new sewer treatment plant the existing plant will become a central pump state one of the main central pump stations um, instead of just being the central end, end point for in the entire city sewer um, but they're trying to build a newer, bigger plant outside of the city limits to to meet the needs of the city with that. Um, and when and they're gonna have to go for a bond for that. And in order for them to go to uh, to get bond, the bond commission, which is a state panel, which determines if a municipality can get that loan, which a bond is essentially a loan. Correct. Um, they're going to look at the city's revenues and make sure. Because that the, the sewer fund is what's going to have to pay back um, the bond. Right. So it has to stand, and they look up at all that before saying, yes, we'll issue bonds to pay for this project. Correct. So this is, right now, it is just a proposal. Is that not correct? Correct. It's just a proposal. We don't even have um, approval to see, we don't even have, basically, we don't, we don't have approval to see if we can get the bond to build this right infrastructure right. project the, which is the, going on in the city the mayor um the the mayor they're gonna put in a application um and in, in some cases they may even go for like physically appear before the bond commission to basically say okay this is what our financial situation is this is what we're going to do this is what we're able to this is what we'll be able to pay back and in 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 this and that um we, uh, because without the bond commission approval, um, they cannot, um, they will not be able to um, get those bonds. My question, okay, it's great that we're building infrastructure projects. It's, it, it's great that we're, we are, um, it's great that we're doing things in and around the city of Port Allen to build these infrastructure projects. My question is, Why are we expanding infrastructure projects 
when we are not, I mean, of course, you want to build infrastructure projects within your city before you try to expand the population. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. But why aren't, why aren't we simultaneously attracting or building things that will attract new businesses to come inside the city of Port Allen if we're trying to build infrastructure projects to meet the needs? And I, listen, I understand that, that we, the, the population has grown and with the population growing, grow, with the population growth, we didn't necessarily build the infrastructure projects to support that population growth. But why in the world are we investing so much in infrastructure projects when when we should be investing our time and our motives into into bringing um, greater population and businesses within the city that are going to provide jobs for the citizens that are currently in the city? Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I just, I just, I just, I just want to be, I just want the citizens to be clear about this because this sewer tax hike is going to affect all of us. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not against the sewer tax hike. I'm not against the sewer tax hike, but it's against all of. It, it's going to affect all of us. It's going to affect my mom, your mom. It's going to affect, uh, you know, the, the the elders down the street. Yeah. And right now we're used to a certain rate. Right. Okay. So we have to do things. I believe simultaneously in the city, right. build the infrastructure projects. Sewage is a problem within the city. We have uh, we have hurricane season that's yeah. coming. And we have storms that are coming. We we need we need sound infrastructure within the city. I am all for Mayor Lee asking for this, and personally, I am for the sewage sewage project. But it seems to me that there are powers that be that are not allowing the city to grow by attracting the businesses that we need simply because they have vested interest in uh, in current in current businesses you get what i'm saying right and so um and you've seen that for many years with some of the infrastructure uh projects that the city has um done uh for instance uh who uh, i don't know how many of you guys remember the um the old store uh that where walgreens used to be at uh, well, for a little inf background information for those who didn't know, um, Hubbins, the owners of Hubbins, bought out that store. And then uh, they was going to build a bigger store uh, there in Coast Down Hubbins. Uh, well, what ended up happening was um, they had some other uh, Walgreens approach them um, with a nice offer. And they sold out to uh, Walgreens. Um, and the owners of Hubbins um, never intended to have any more competition in Port Allen. Hmm. If you notice, there is no competition in Addis for them. There are no competition in Port Allen for them. Um, and I think that has been designed on purpose. Um, infrastructure as far as development right now... Um, Job development is going to be difficult in West Baton Rouge. Um, one for Port Allen. Port Allen is, and y'all have probably heard city officials say it before, that the city is landlocked. For the most part, as far as the city limits, it is landlocked. But there are a few properties and lots where I think that could be developed. Um, and we just have to entice developers uh, to come in um, and 
help develop these properties into businesses or more or less entice businesses or reach out to businesses and make it uh, an appealing place. I mean, look, Port Allen has a starving community that is, that is plagued by traffic issues. Wouldn't it be nice not to have to go across the r river and have that entire source of revenue right here in Port Allen? Um, and I think our leaders um, need to look at that issue a bit more, as well as I think the city should stop allowing the parish um, to, to control their development efforts as well as, or parish councilmen, um, and I'm going to go on and say it, I think we should elect parish councilmen that's going to work to benefit our area. And um, instead of just being yes men, to go on and say, hey, I want to see money flowing to my district. Hey, you know, I rode around in the community um, today and yesterday, um, and our streets are horrible. And I'm, I'm glad you said, I'm, I'm really am glad you, you're segueing into what I'm getting ready to talk about next. Um, we, we were talking about not allowing, um, not allowing the parish to take control of the city. At the last city council meeting, uh, everybody's asking, who's that guy talking? That's my producer, Elliot Dogan. He, um, he is my fact checker here on the show. He brings the facts. Um, he informs me and all of us actually what is going on behind the scenes uh, in the city. And it's really not behind the scenes information, but he, he is privy to a lot of information that uh, the everyday citizen doesn't know. And he's absolutely right. I said in the last city council meeting, uh, like a lot of my peers and, and, and a lot of uh, fellow citizens, as we heard the city council explain that recreations were strategically moved from the city's control to under the parish control. President Berthelot and the current city council, parish council, excuse me, have been over recreations within the city of Port Allen. And in my personal opinion, that needs to change. So before, you, before we get started with that, Elliot, my, my next uh, question will be, why? is the parish, especially to some of these so-called conservatives out there that are watching the show, we know you're watching, why is the parish so, in, so thoroughly invested and involved in what goes on in, in, the, in the city of Port Allen, especially when it comes to recreations? Now look, a lot of people say, well, the city of Port Allen sits in, in, inside the parish, and that does make sense, but I'm talking about actually in the, in the, in the city limits of Port Allen. Why do they have control over our recreations. And even a bigger question, why do we have the West Baton Rouge Parish Community Center, which basically has become an event hall? I mean, I mean, and, and if you don't agree with me, if you don't agree with me, please, 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 uh, uh, come on the live feed and, and, and state your case. But why do we have a West Baton Rouge Parish Community Center, which basically has become an event hall for the city, throughout the city of Port Allen that does not focus on reaching the youth. So, and, and I'm going to chime in a little bit on that because that has been a passionate area 
of mine literally since I got into politics when I was in middle school. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, not to interrupt you, bro, but Mark Alexander, this is H2O in the cup. Shout out to Mark Alexander for doing nothing but facts introduction. Shout out, brother Mark. Go ahead, brother. Um, so I think we, and, and I'm looking at Baton Rouge as an example because Baton Rouge has Breck, which has a lot of different type of spaces and a lot of different park centers, but then you have actual community centers. Um, the uh, Leo S. Butler Community Center, um, the one uh, that serves Mid-City, um, the uh, Jewel Newman Center that serves uh, North Baton Rouge. Um, these areas are community hubs which has programs for the community, for the young people, for the older people. Um, and they serve as a, uh, and, and we really should have this in a smaller community uh, in a smaller parish like West Baton Rouge, the West Baton Rouge Community Center should be more than a place for the parish to um, receive revenues, um, mm -hmm. which is basically, you know, who, if you don't know, if you've never tried to book the community center, the community center is literally booked year-round. From the opening of the books in January, on through it is pretty much already already booked. So why don't why do we call it why do we call it and see this is what this is what upsets me. Why do why do we call it the West Baton Rouge Parish Community Center? We really need to call it the West Baton Rouge Parish freaking event hall. I mean right. we really do because they're 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 acquiring funds from the community center which is paid for by taxpayer dollars. They're acquiring these funds and they're doing absolutely jack crap. I would like to see for in, the, the, the citizens of Port Allen and and the youth, and more especially. I would like to see, um, and you can do this via a public records request of putting in and seeing are the dollars generated by the community center restricted to the um, recreation department? Correct. Which they they're supposed to be sponsoring different teams and different things like that, and there are people that I you know that you can go to and ask. Cause they're supposed to be sponsoring AAU basketball and 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 I know they do the soccer and different things like that. Um, but what more are you really doing? So 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 let me get this straight. We our taxpayer dollars, our grandparents, parents, people who live throughout the community have paid for this venue. Okay, and they're generating funds. They're generating funds. They're generating from funds. From a public venue. Yes. That's paid for by taxpayer dollars. Yep. Where's the money going? And and I also have to ask, is there um, a dedicated tax for recreation in West Baton Rouge? Because I believe, I want to say there's a, dedica a dedicated tax that we pay for recreation um, or at least a certain portion of our property tax that end up going to the recreation department. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Stop the press. Stop the press for a second. You mean to tell me that we pay for this we pay for this venue. There's currently a dedicated tax. I believe so. I I I'm not completely sure on that. 
but I believe we're paying uh, that we have a reparation and tax. Adrian Smith said there are some, there, the parish has uh, given funds for some sports for the schools, and I believe the Westside Bulldogs. Those may be facts, Adrian, but I believe the question is, is that why are citizens required to pay for space at the West Baton Parish Community Center. And not only that, but... And this, and this I, listen, I can understand that Addis has their community center, which is in well, the parish. Well, okay, Rebecca's so... Right. But so, what, what I'm saying, and, and I know you, I know where you're going with that, but what I'm saying is, is that if there's a dedicated recreation tax, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Dedicated to recreational recreation funds, then why are we asked to then go and pay... Additional, additional money, money to, to use the venue, and on top of that, the venues book year round. Yeah, and 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 here and here's the the funny catch about that. We there is a way the parish can make money and not invert additionally burden the taxpayers, because you have people outside of the parish that will book that facility just the same. But guess what? On the currently, it is a requirement in order to book the West Baton Rouge Community Center. You have to be a resident of West Baton Rouge in order to book that facility. That's a bold-faced lie. I mean, that's that's on the books, but that's a bold-faced lie. I know someone right now who has that that facility booked that does not live in, inside the parish but, but, of West Baton Rouge. So, so here's generally what they end up doing. They end, they generally end people generally end up getting someone, and and the parish is completely okay with this. The the recreation department, Anatole Vincent, who I'm I'm friends with Anatole's father Terry, who was the public works director for Port Allen. Uh, um, Anatole. Um, they're okay with as long as someone from the parish's name is on the one who booking it. Someone else from the outside the parish can actually be the one having having an event. And look, Adrian, I hear what you're saying. Yes, Brent does charge. That's not you're, again. You're missing my argument. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying that if we have a facility inside of West Baton Rouge Parish that is booked year round then it does not serve as a community center. Change the name. Right. It's not a community center. It's a event hall. Right. It's an event hall. Change it to the west side, uh, 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 you know, event hall. But don't change, don't call it a community center. Multi-purpose building. Yeah, multi-purpose building. uh, But it's not a community center. And let me just say this. Let me go on record and say this. It hasn't been a community center for a very long time. Kevin, brother Kevin Lawrence got up at the city council meeting and specifically stated he remember when there was a time and I just didn't hear it from him. I heard it from sev- several elders inside the community that said that as, as, as a specific point in time, blacks were not allowed in that facility. In that facility. That's why William and Lee was, am I right? I you're, mean, somebody you're right. come on here and, and correct and, me. And that's actually how, um, little fun fact, if you don't know, this is that's how the community center uh, where the pavilion is, there used to be a pool there once upon a Wasn't time. Was there a pool there? Uh, um, what that, happened to that pool? You, they filled it in because they didn't want they did not want to integrate it. So you mean to tell me they, they, they put cement in in the pool because they didn't want blacks to get the gun. Are and and, and and we in, in the black community ended up with 
at Women League, we ended up with the only pool in the parish uh, as a result. Uh, you know, and, and, we, and, we, and we see how. And we, until recent years, that entire facility had been elected. Exactly. Exactly. We, 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 we see how much how much funds they pumped into William and Lee over the you years. Know, I, I mean, I, it's just outstanding the number of funds that they, they, they pumped into William and Lee. They've done know. an outstanding job. Good job, uh, Parish Council. And, and, and honestly, the entire facility, the front to the back, had been ignored until Councilman Brandon Brown got elected. And Brandon did what no other, I'm going to put it out there, what no other public official we had had, had done in recent memory. Hmm. He went to President Berkeley and said, and he started all simple. I need some, I need some lights at the uh, uh, baseball field. Shout out to Councilman Brown for that. I need, bas- I need the basketball court fixed up. Shout out to Councilman Brown for that. It's those type of things that you see an elected official do that makes a difference. And, and here's the thing. You have two parish council members that are, that represent the area and hadn't done squat. Now, I know I'm going to get some slack for that. And I know I'm going to get slack for that because I'm, I'm, I'm running to replace one of them. I'm going to go in and say it, put it out there right there. Uh-oh. But guess what? It's the facts. It's the facts. You have politicians that sit up and sit up in these seats, collect checks, and have not done. And look, I'm going to, and I'm going to also hit this. Just because you put on an event once a year does not mean you're actually doing anything. And I will say it again, because you put on a community event once a year. You do, okay. People, I get hit a lot for not being at the, at a lot of public events. But what you don't see is people come to me, and I'm the one who's going to the mayor's office, uh, uh, to, to department heads, uh, on requesting issues to get fixed and pushing issues to get fixed. And I'm not just tiptoeing up to them and saying, uh, 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 well, I need this worked on or I need that worked on. I put a time on it and I put pressure on a official. And that is how you typically get results as a legislature. Correct. Shout out to Brother Elliot Dogan for that. Shout out to Elliot Dogan for getting stuff done. Um, Listen, it's no more business as usual in the city of Port Allen. Um, We want you guys to share this this broadcast. Go on the podcast. Please download uh, nothing but facts at iTunes.com. Brother Elliot Dogan is right. Brother Dogan is right. You can't throw a barbecue. You can't throw a, 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 a... a bash, you can't throw a party once a year when election season comes, or once some once every four years. Only when election season comes and expect folks to just turn over and vote for you if and we, get out. You can't buy somebody a barbecue plate. You hear what I'm saying? You can't, we, you can't buy somebody some beer and get out there and just expect folks to vote for you. I mean, and guess what? That has worked in the past. But it's no more business as usual. It's coming a time in the city of Port Allen and in the greater West Bay Rouge Parish as a whole where we're now holding people accountable. We're holding people accountable for his actions. And I thank God that he has allowed us to use this forum, to use this platform, to wake 
the citizens up. And and also, you know, and, and this is to our people here. Stop putting a number on your vote. In a recent election, we were getting as we were getting paid as much as seventy five dollars to vote for somebody. He didn't win, but we allow we allow people to think that our votes are able to be bought, and in a lot of cases they are. And when last time I ran, I, I pulled over and asked some people to support me, or, or, or will they vote for me? And they said, "How much am I paying?" So so wait so wait so wait say stop right there stop right there. My producer just said that there are folks in the city of Port Allen. See, and this is why you guys don't want the broadcast done. And I, I it, truly, I could care less. I can care less about your feelings because it's nothing personal. It's all business. My my producer just told me that there are people in the city of Port Allen and in the West Baton Rouge Parish as a whole who votes have been brought. So basically. We have some political prostitutes out there. Can I can I say that? Is that correct? Not only that, but and and I'm gonna go as far as to say people who I'm not gonna say don't care, but don't value their vote. Correct. Their vote oh, they're is too ignorant to value it. They're they're uneducated in what. That's what I'm saying. It, Ignorance is a lack of understanding, that, right? Right. And. And I might be, you know, who I might be choosing my words a little careful on, on, on at this point. But hey, listen, I, you're running for office, so I understand it. You can't, but I'm going to say it. We have some ignorant, very ignorant folks, and ignorance is not a bad thing. Ignorance, by definition, is just a lack of understanding. Right. Okay. Stupidity is knowing. Right. And still acting as if you don't understand. Right. So we don't have a lot of stupid people. We just have a lot of ignorant people who do not, number one, they don't understand the power of their vote. Number two, they don't understand how voting works. And lastly, number three, they don't know how impactful they can be by voting. Those those are the facts. Right. Those are just the facts. And, 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 and I'm going to swing back around to, to, to the sheriff's office right quick. I don't know if most people know how the sheriff's office is actually funded. We pay a tax that dedicatedly funds the sheriff's office, the core operations of the sheriff's office. Right. There is a law enforcement tax district. Correct. That that is what that is what is audited. The sheriff's office is under the umbrella of that district. That is what is audited along with the sheriff's office in general when uh, when audit time comes around. I implore everybody to go to Louisiana State Auditor's website and look at audits for the parish, the city, the sheriff's office, the assessor, clerk of court, and uh, the city marshal. You will see in a lot of cases why we have so many issues that we do. You will see who's in control of what funds. You can see via audit how much on paper or how much at least it appears appears on paper that a elected official makes. Hmm. 
in totality. And again, I, I, I'm going to talk to you guys with nothing but facts. So I'm not going to speak about anything that isn't, um, isn't factual or that I know isn't factual. Okay. Um, there are people in this community who are ignorant of the law, who are ignorant of the, of the, of the voting process and who are, you know, willfully ignorant of electing officials that are not looking for our, looking out for the best interests of our community. And, and the reason why I say willfully ignorant, let me, let me step back for a second and not say stupidity. Okay, but let's change the words to willfully ignorant. There's a lot of people in our community who are willfully ignorant, meaning that they, are, they, they know for a fact that these people who come through our community and try to uh, elicit uh, uh, political prostitution, right. try to buy votes, right. okay, they know that they're not going to do the best for our community. And but because we are so short-minded and we want quick gratification, we grab a hold to that dollar and we elect people based upon who pays us. Yeah. Skin folk ain't always your kin folk. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So we have some people that look like us that are in office but are truly not looking out for the best of our interests. Right. We have a lot of racist white people in Port Allen. Let's just call it what it is. It's the truth. Right. And, and but guess what? What I like about them is they who they are who they, they are. They are who they are. And, 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 and they're and not I'm afraid. Not, and I'm not going to call uh, Councilman uh, Hootie Riviera a, a racist because I don't know I don't know that to be a fact. But for the fact that when Brother Lawrence stood up at the last city council meeting and he went down the aisle and asked each city councilman, would you support recreations? Would you support this? Would you support that? And he got to Councilman Riviera. He was the only councilman to stop him and say, wait, 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 Kevin. I, I, I thought we, he didn't, he didn't nod his head, yes. Councilwoman Lawrence, yes. Councilwoman, Councilman Luke, yes. Councilman well, Brown, yes. I mean, Councilman Hubble, yes. Um, Councilman Brown, yes. Councilman Williams, yes. He got him on record. And then Councilman Riviera, wait, wait, wait. See, that's what I like. And a lot of people might not agree with me, but that's what I like. Let me know who you are up front. Right. You see what I'm saying? When I hit the door, this, this damn, is, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna help you. This is my position. Whether it be and and, and like Wait, said, let me let, just let me okay. finish. Let me finish, Doc. I'm not gonna help you. I'm gonna you know, you I got some questions, but don't 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 nod your head yes. Don't agree with me to pacify me. If you're not gonna help me, let me know. Don't hide behind your title and your position. Come out swinging at me so I can know. You know, but don't be like a snake and slither up on me and bite me and say that you're for me when you're making backdoor deals with other people. That's that that, that that's what we have to call out. Right. Because guess what? It's been too many murders. It's been too many lack of action. It's it's, it's too much lack of action inside Port Allen. It's it's it, it's a lack of justice. It's a lack of equality, economic equality. It's a lack of a lot of stuff. And we do not have time for business as usual. I know I'm sounding redundant. I know I'm saying a lot of things several times. But I'm, I'm trying to get this into to the heads of the people for this next upcoming election. Because our future literally is clinging 
to the vote right. of this next election. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Like this next election is going to determine what happens to the city for the next umpteenth number of years. It, it's it's a possible game changer Correct. from business as usual and how business as usual in the past has been done for some time. Um, study up when it's election time. You're going to have people approaching you, but let me tell you, do your own research, do your own research. into people. Look, feel free. Look, once qualifying hit, each elected official name is at the St. Jerry State website. On the qualify, once they qualify, they're on the ballot, they're on the list. Say, say, say that again for the say that again for the listeners. If you go to go vote, go vote, download go, the app. Go, There's go, an app. Yep, is an app. Go vote. I think it's dot com or dot gov. But if you go, if you just type in G E A U X, you know Louisiana how we do, how we spell. That's right. Go vote. It'll take you to a the Secretary of State's voting portal. You can go search candidates and search by parish, and you can go down that list and have every person who's running's phone number or address, and look. Like I say, I'm running for office. My number is 225-371-9031. Call me. Plug yourself, Doc. Bang my line. Uh, 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 hit me up on Facebook. You got a question, I got an answer. I'll sit down and I'll tell, I'll tell you everything you want to know about me, about my family, about my thoughts, my vision, uh, uh, my hopes, my dreams. Uh, uh, you may not leave till the next day. Because I have worked so hard to, to you know, and, and, and I'm going to swing, let me, uh, let me get off that and swing back to the, to the fact of contact the people who are on the ballot. Correct. I'm not saying vote Democrat or vote Republican. You know, I have supported a Republican over a Democrat. I have no problem admitting that. I am an independent. I, I will, I, you know, uh, uh, if, if what they're standing for will progress my community in a helpful and meaningful way. Notice that helpful and meaningful way because you can have businesses pop up in West Baton Rouge and they and they don't give back. It don't it don't contribute. It does it does no benefits. We see warehouses all along Court Street and they ain't worth a damn. And let's just be clear about this. To echo what Brother Dogan is saying, I can care less what color you are. I can care less what political affiliation you have. I can care less if you're black, white, green, yellow, gay, straight, undecided, whatever you may be. I can care less about your personal endeavors. What I care about is what you are you going to do for my community and better yet, what especially, not better yet, but especially what are you going to do before the black community? And for those out there, because I've been getting a lot of criticism in my in my uh, direct messages. Hey, you, you're, you're playing that race card. It's black versus white, black versus white, black versus white. Listen, I didn't create this problem. We've had a black versus white problem for a long time. I'm all for unity in the city, but I'm not for inequality. Right. And that's what we have in the city of Port Allen. Wait, wait, just let me finish. That's what we have in the city of Port Allen. We have a lack, we have inequality in this city, man. When you drive off the bridge, the new bridge or the old bridge, and you come down Alexander Avenue, and you look to your right, and you look to your left, it's visible inequality. You can see it. 
you can see it, man. And listen, I'm not I'm not bashing our community. I'm stating what's what's, what's factual. I'm gonna plug this in. If a trail was a white boy, you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. That was killed in the white community on the white side. His murder would have been solved. Yep. Point blank. Period. If 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 what happened on Avenue A, crossed the tracks when I was laying down sleep at four o'clock in the afternoon. If, if that young man was a 19-year-old white boy that was killed closer to the mayor's office, to the to the to the to the to the chief of police office, to the city hall, it'd be the up and arms. They would be breaking down the door, trying to get Mayor Lee out, trying to get the councilmen out, trying to get the chief of police out. If that murder wasn't solved in 24 hours, so why do we as a people put up with business as usual? And more importantly, why are we getting upset when someone demands justice? Just not not just us, but justice. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? That's what gets me fired and up. We deserve, as taxpayer citizens on this side, the same amount of justice, the same amount of freedom, the same amount of equality as the white citizens. And I'm gonna keep saying it until it comes to pass. I could give a damn less who likes me. And I'm not here for popularity, man. I'm here for I'm here, I'm here to get something done. You understand what I'm right. saying? And 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 I'm gonna plug I'm, I'm gonna plug a little bit in that. Um, And y'all, if I pause a little bit, because I I, I like, the, you know, my, my mother and father have taught me to be deliberate in what I say. And I'm trying to be very deliberate. And, and Brother Alexander asked what I'm running for. West Baton Rouge Parish Council, District 9. West Baton Rouge Parish Council, District 9. Uh, um... I believe that if, and, and, and a lot of people don't know, the sheriff's office was also very much involved in this investigation from one. You had on the scene at Fatrell, from what I understand, a sheriff deputy and a police uh, officer. That And the sheriff's office controlled the scene and then the and then the Port Allen Police Department took over as the lead agency. Detective Kevin Cyrus is the sheriff's office lead detective on this situation. So my question also has to be, why haven't we put enough pressure on the sheriff's office? Because they are supposedly involved. Why haven't we put pressure on the sheriff's office? We we put pressure on the chief to the point he don't want to walk out his house. But why haven't we put pressure on the chief of these for the sheriff's office? The chief of uh the, the chief of operations, who is the sheriff's son-in-law. Why haven't we put pressure on Kevin, Detective Kevin Cyrus, who is a black detective. And they're going to come back and ask us for tax money because they supposedly don't have enough and operate well uh, 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 within the black area. 
That's because the sheriff's office isn't putting resources where it needs to be. I'm gonna. Most people are scared to call out the sheriff's office. And I'll say this, Mike is a friend of mine, is a family friend of mine. But my vote ain't guaranteed to him. My vote ain't guaranteed to nobody. Because if you do not do what you're supposed to do, myself included, get out of office. Straight up. I'm going to say it. If I do not handle my business as a, a, a person in office, I deserve not to be reelected. You de- you deserve what I said last week at the Senate Council meeting. And I said, you know, I'm talking about personally. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying, whoever is not doing their job in office, because we have a couple of more topics that I want to talk about, and you know, we're running on time. But whoever does not have does their job in office, you deserve to be sent to early retirement. You deserve to go home and 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 and, and enjoy. And when I say early retirement, I'm not talking about actual, you know, retirement. I mean, you deserve to be put out of office. What Donald Trump said, and I'm not gonna call him president because I don't respect him as such. Even though he is the president of the United States, he holds office. But what did Donald Trump say? Fired. Yeah. You deserve to be fired. You know. And if you don't like what I'm saying, again, I could care less. Keep watching. I have some more stuff to say that you're not gonna like. And, uh, but you don't. You don't deserve to serve as a public official in office if you're not going to do what is required of you as an elected official to bring freedom, justice, and equality to the communities that you serve. Now, a lot of folks say, well, hey, Sheldon, if, 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 if they bring freedom, justice, and equality to the community, that means it includes all folks. And I believe that, you know. But this is the Rush Limbaugh show. This is in Fox News. If you want to know what's going on within the white community, go to those shows. They, they run those shows 24-7. Yeah. You know, that's not my targeted audience. They're welcome to listen, and I do want unity. I'm going to have white guests on my show. They're our brothers and sisters and humans, too. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to be painted as some racist. You can say what you want, but I'm not. I'm going to use one from their book. I got white folks in my family who I do love. I love all God's children and God's people, but charity starts at home first, brother. Then spreads aboard. We have to fix, in the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., we have to fix our own community first. Right. Before we start talking about going and, and, yeah. and, and helping everybody else. They've had help for hundreds of years. It's a sickness within our community, man, that one side wants justice, the other side wants us to shut up or other people to shut up. Mm. They want to go about their day like it's business as usual. We have got so stuck in the plantation mentality, man, that anytime somebody speaks out, you got you got master's lapdog there to shut us down, and it's sickening. We're living in a real-life Django movie right here in Port Allen, and no one is waking up and realizing what's going on. And it's sad, man, it's sad. And, and I hate to say it, but some of these people were people who fought for civil rights and equality. I don't know what happened. I don't know if over the years they got compromised. I don't know if the years they got bought out. I don't know if they get paid on the side. I don't know what it is. You get what I'm saying? But there needs to be a reckoning. You got a whole generation of young black folk that are rising up in Port Allen. Pretty soon, we're going to have another graduating class. 
And exactly and what's going to happen in this graduate class is going to happen in the same, like it just happened the, the, the graduate class before, the one before that, the one before that. Folks are going to graduate. They're going to get their degree, and they're going to get the hell out of Port Allen, and they're not going to come back. Eventually to the point, eventually to the point to where you're going to have no one left, which I believe is their plot and their plan anyway. Let them leave so we can go ahead and clear this area out and gentrify. They've been wanted the Oaks and Stick Alley. Mm. And when I say they, I'm not just talking about white folks. I'm talking about some strategic black folks. Yeah. They've been wanting to clean this area out so they, you know, they, can, they can make Port Allen great again. So I, I, I mean, it's it's man, it's time out for that. I will fight tooth and nail. I will give my life for my city. And if you do not believe me, then check my military record. I already almost gave my life once already in 2011, and I'm willing to put my life on the line for the game for my city. That's how much I love the people, even the ignorant people who don't believe in what I'm saying. Even some ignorant people who are sitting in office right now who just want me to shut up. Do you know that there are, there are sitting officials that, were, that, that are scared to shake my hand, scared to be in public with me, won't even, I mean, hurry up and get out of my way? And, and, and I, for the life of me, I don't understand it. I, may, I know I may, I may sound aggressive when I talk, but it's coming from passionate love from my heart. Not anything to tear anybody down. But we have to call the facts the facts. I'm going to let you respond, bro. Real quickly, we got to go to talk about mental health and black men and for and talking about black men getting the right to vote in the state of Louisiana. What do you think about uh, the mental health crisis that's becoming in black men? And the reason why I say mental health is, is that, you know, recently this last week we had Nipsey Hussle get killed. Yeah. It was a tragedy what happened to that brother. Man shot the man several times. They kicked him in the head. It's sad. And whether you believe it's a conspiracy, whether you believe that it was just someone hating on him, it, it, it brought light to a bigger issue within black men. We as black men have some serious mental health issues. And I see it here in Port Allen. Not just on, like uh, the sheriff said, uh, Sheriff Kennedy said last week, you know, maybe the local drunk or the local crackhead. No, we have some serious mental health issues from the highest of the high all the way to the lowest of the low, man. I mean, it's, 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 and it's far sad. reaching. And, and, and where we see, and it's very far reaching, we see it the most right down there in Sallyport. And for those who don't know what, uh, what Sallyport is, that's, that's just an endearing term for the parish prison, the parish jail. Correct. You know, and, and if you've never seen someone break down, like you see it all the time on TV or in movies, uh, especially them Lifetime movies about little white girls getting bullied. Well, in the black community, we have it just as bad, if not way worse. Hmm. And it's stigmatized if you don't meet this type of criteria. That's correct. That you 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 know you 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 you're a punk you you you're a wuss you 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 know you're more likely to get picked on bullied talked about I know I am I was one of them people me too who, who got picked on because I was a passive person I didn't like fighting I didn't like uh, all the things that were cool I was politically political nerdy. 
Um, I kept to myself, um, you know, I wasn't exactly into all the sports and stuff and, and, you know, ran track and all that kind of stuff with Mr. Eddie, like almost everybody else in Port Allen. Correct. But I... Shout out to Mr. Eddie being holding down the black, black men in the black community. A, a model of a person to look after. Absolutely. Um, and you just, you get picked on for any little thing, um, you know, um... You even get picked on for being an outspoken young black man. That's right. You know, um, what's cool, you know, there are things that are cool and there are things that are not cool. And 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 if you do not meet that narrow-minded criteria of what's in or cool, you become a target in one way or another, even getting excluded from groups you know, I you know I associated with the police in my younger in my younger days, not because I was quote unquote snitching, but because I had a relationship that I had built with law enforcement and people well, people in the law enforcement community. And hey, I've helped plenty of people using those connections because the more connections that I have the more that I can use to help the people in my community to not be in situations like in jail, having a record. Because once you have a record, you get stigmatized by the white community. Correct. And I'm going to go on and say, say you get stigmatized by, you, got, you get stigmatized by sections in the white community. Right. Because we know that. And listen, in the black community. Because we know that, especially, especially, we know that there are, um, there are folks um, that are in the that are in the white community that are allies to the black community. Yeah, let's just be real. It's a it's a lot of white folks out there who have opened up the door for blacks to make it, and shout out to them, shout out to them because they're putting their neck neck on the line in their own community just to see black folks come up. They know what's right and what's wrong, and, and they and, and they mean to change it. So I'm not I'm not when when when. And a lot of white folks get this twisted. When we say white folks in a particular manner, in a particular conversation, they know who they know who they're talking about. Right. Just like when you say Uncle Tom, a little black Sambo, right. we know who we know who we're talking about. Right. We're not talking about all black people. Right. But when you say black folk in a certain context, they know exactly who we're talking about. We're talking about these sellouts who get in office. Or get in a position of power. And get comfortable. Get comfortable or get bought out. And they sell us down the river, which is a term that comes from slavery. They sell us, literally sell us down the river for a nickel or a dime. And then in turn, get in trouble or get in some type of situation where they need the black community to support them and ally. And then they play the race card. Yeah. Oh, they're bullying me. It's the white man this and the white man that. The race card doesn't come from black people who are screaming out for freedom, justice, and equality. The race card comes from that little black sambo sitting at the door, listening to what master is saying, listening to what the Negroes are saying, so he can go back and tell master. That's where the race yeah. card comes in and because he turns around and he hides behind his color. Yeah. And that's where the race and, card and, comes and, in. And let me tell you, and we target the people that we assume to be. Uncle Tom's, we th we see any black person that affiliates at the slightest level with police or have a positive relationship with the police, and we will call them an Uncle Tom. But really, you have people 
that are there tap dancing like we like like they are so pro black or got the best inches in their community and they are the runs running back and snitching hmm. in the most just negative detrimental absolutely, way absolutely matter of fact not, not right, but let's, let's talk about the no snitch rule yeah. And let's talk about the, the term Uncle Tom just for a second. Yep. We, we got 15 minutes, but just for a second, let's talk about the term Uncle Tom. Let's talk about the no snitch rule. First of all, Uncle Tom was an ally to the black community. Yep. And Uncle most of Tom our people don't know that. Rap. He got a bad rap because we had some ignorant black people and white folks who demonized Uncle Tom because he was the one who was letting black folks know what Massa was doing. And it was little black and who was sitting at the door, who was selling out his own community, and he celebrated today amongst white people and some black people. What we need to understand is that we have some Sambos, man, and what, and that's and, been portraying Uncle yes. Tom in the wrong manner. And, and, and demonize Sambo. Don't demonize Uncle Tom. And it's the same. Not, not, uh, not to, I'm almost blind, brother. For, it's the for. same. It's the same. What's going on with the Nipsey Hustle uh, thing? Yeah. It's saying what's going on with the Nipsey Hussle thing, man. That no snitch rule. There are brothers and people that want to come up and give a clue about who killed him. Well, we know who killed him. But about how he killed him, why he killed him. Before they found out who killed him, there's people who want to speak out. There's people in this community who want to speak out about murders that have happened. But because of fear of retaliation, yeah. because of this stupid no snitch rule that we have in our community, the no snitch rule didn't mean step up and tell somebody who's killed your brother, your sister, you, you know, your cousin, your uncle, your son. The, snow, the no snitch rule was implicated really during the civil rights movement during the 60s right. because we had a lot of snitches that did these snitches. That run into J. Exactly, Hoover. Exactly, who wore two-faced, yeah. came in front of us and said one thing, but then went behind the doors with the white folks and was on payroll. Yeah. Look, look, go to Netflix and look at yeah. this, uh, go look at this documentary, it's called Snitches in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. We had black pastors who was on the payroll, payroll of, of southern white organizations to sell us out down the river. We've had black pastors, man, who claim that they love Dr. Clean, claim that they love Malcolm X, claim that they love Mega Evers, who are on the payroll of white folks and were selling us garbage, bro. And got Dr. King killed, got X killed, got Mega Evers killed. I'm sure that they got blood on their hands, man. As soon as he died, Dr. King died, you had Dr. Ralph Abernathy that wrote a book, and the walls came tumbling down that talked about this man extramarital affairs. Wow. It's, 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 it's and but, but again, white folks, we celebrate, we celebrate these people. It's sad, man. And, and, and just right quick, talk about the other side of that. Uh, of the no snitch rule that we don't talk about, uh, uh, um, because I've heard and, and look, I can count Chief Brown as a friend. I sit with Chief Brown once or twice a month generally to talk about issues in my community that I would like to see addressed, and I keep that pressure on him. But you're constantly saying we want the community to step up. Well, here's the thing. People are afraid to snitch or to come out or to notify law enforcement about issues that they see because they're afraid of retaliation. 
Now, if the police department was doing their due diligence and doing their job, we would not have fear of retaliation. And, and, not, and not only that, but how often do you really see active patrols? I don't mean police officers sitting in cars or riding down the street. Because if you see a, if you see a police officer sitting in the car... Uh, 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 and, 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 and Pastor Williams spoke about this last week during his interview. Uh, uh, if you see them sitting in your car, you really want to go the opposite way because you don't, you know, you might say, Hey, I'm pulling up. You, you, you might have an issue and you might afraid they might try to run your, in, uh, uh, your license plate. You might be trying to, you know, you don't, you fear that they're going to do something negative and retaliatory towards you, even though you have not done anything, and even more so that you are coming to address some issue in your community that that truly needs to be solved. You are worried about the backlash from within, from the people you are trying to get help from. Why do not, and, and when Chief Brown first got in office, I will give him this credit, we saw, I saw, I saw officers walking the street. Why I do not, I no longer see officers walking my street, walking my neighborhood, real community policing, getting to know the people in my community. And really that's frustrating and upsetting to me and, 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 and other people. Well, it's, 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 it's man, the, that's a, that, that needs to, that needs to be a whole show. That, the chief, that needs to be a whole show dedicated and 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 here you're hearing it here first we're inviting chief brown to come on the show and clear the air on a lot of issues uh that's going on in and around the black community in port allen chief brown i'm gonna tell you like i told uh 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 riviera and, and other officials you're more than welcome to come on the show to clear the air uh there are a lot of questions okay that the african-american community has about what's going on in the police department, and 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 man, I wanna. I, it's a lot of stuff that I wanna say about that. It, I mean, it's a lot, but we'll be here all night. We really would. That's gonna be. Trust me. Listen to what I'm saying, uh, people. That's gonna be a whole show dedicated. And again, you're more than welcome to come on the show and um and clear the air about that. But bring that segue and that back to mental health in in black men in the black community. When we have these so-called black leaders that betray us and sell us down the river, what happens after that is that they get institutionalized by being sent to the penitentiary or correctional facilities, okay? Where they're stripped of their rights, stripped of their vote, stripped from their community, which creates a larger problem. You know, we have these men that get on here and bash black women for raising uh, black boys by themselves when in fact that we have a, almost a million black men locked up they've been taken away from the educational community they've been taken away from the job market they've been taken away from their families and so when they do that when you destroy the black man you destroy the family it's facts yeah it is facts because what happens is, and, and not listen, I was raised by a single mother. She did an excellent, wonderful job of raising me and my brother. But a lot of these issues that we're having come from two things. 
the design of the penal institution and from inherited problems from slavery. Yeah. Can I just be real about it? Look, say it. Okay, so they, once they started separating black families during slavery, a lot of that generational curse has been passed down. So we have a lot of black men that leave the family. And I mean, it, 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 it's a multifaceted issue that we have to deal. But at least we can start by reforming the criminal justice system. A black man is four times more likely to go to jail for the same crime that's committed by a white man. And you have a lot of people that say it's not a race thing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is a race thing. When you have the former Speaker of the House, John Boehner, who actively participated in legislation to send black men to jail and is now a lobbyist for the biggest marijuana pharmaceutical company on the planet. Hypocritical. Hypocrite. But you sent how many black men to jail behind weed? Yeah. Huh? Let's talk about it. These are the facts. Look it up. You got Bobby Jindal, who's a lobbyist now, who helped in participating in privatizing uh, prisons around the state. Listen, man, we have so many issues that we have to deal with as black men that our mental health is, is, is man, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's, it's mind-boggling on top of that, the suicide rate. When have black folks ever been worried about suicide rates? Huh? How many black men are killing themselves on a daily basis? Do you know that the suicide rate has jumped up to almost 40% in black men? Stress. Can't get along with our women, demonizing our women, beating our women to death with hammers and killing our women. Can't stand our children. Can't get support from our family. Can't get a job because of our criminal record. Demonized because we're thugs. And, you understand what and, I'm saying? And, because the way we dress, the way we talk, the way we act. And, demonized and, because we're either too masculine. Demonized because we're acting feminine. Demonized because we this. Get that. Get door slammed in our face. You're a nerd. I mean, all of this stuff is pressure. Yeah. And I'm speaking personally as yeah. a black man living in America. All this stuff is pressure. It's had anguish. And true enough, let me not, let me and, not, you and, know. And, and, and another, go ahead, go ahead, go and ahead. look, and, and to add to that. On top of that, we we say this generation is out of control, but you have to look at the systemic. I, I don't want to use abuse, but the things generationally that has happened. Uh, uh, um, you wonder why white people are less aggressive. With the, look at their household dynamic. Hmm. Seriously, look at their household dynamic. You have a biblical understanding. And I'm saying that from a ministerial standpoint, hmm. as a ordained minister. Correct. You have a biblical understanding. You have, uh, um, uh, what, what's, 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 uh, what's that old scripture that we are so used to telling our children? Obey your parents in the Lord for this, this is right, right. And, 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 you, and you may live long in, yeah. in, in, your, uh, in your days. Well, guess what? Well, we don't, we don't take time to read that entire set of passages, right. which also says, fathers, do not provoke, provoke your, your children, children. That's right, to, to wrath. Anger. That's right, to wrath. That's right. And, 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 and we got to understand, because we show anger to our children, they say, well, this, 
this, this and it's not even that they mentally process this. This is their automatic reaction. Correct. To my my day to day situations. This is my day to. This is how I react automatically. This is how I I take disrespect towards right. me, and that is what causes us to fight for no reason. That's how some of us get killed for no reason. That's how some of us kill others for no reason. That's how some of us hurt and kill our family members, our children, our wives. It's a mental illness. It is. It's a huge mental illness, and it's a problem. That's that's that that's 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 many problems and that we, we have as black men. But and we don't address it in the church like we, we should. We don't. We don't. And the propaganda that's going on in the black community. Is another problem, and that, that we're going to get off the mental health topic and, and, and wind up the show. But um, the propaganda that's going on in the media to destroy the black man is real, and I'm not just talking about a couple of celebrities who've had some problems that their name is being tarnished in the media. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the constant bashing of black men in the media and not the constant celebrating. Of black men. Black yeah. women are now, which they are rightfully do, they're rightfully do. Black women are now being celebrated in the mass media. In Louisiana as a whole, we have a black woman mayor in New Orleans, a black woman mayor in Baton Rouge, a black woman mayor in the Shreveport. I think that's excellent. I think we need more black women in leadership because they birthed us through slavery, man. They brought us through the civil rights movement. They're not celebrated enough in the civil rights movement with Fannie Lou Hamer and Rosa Parks. We have uh, Angela Davis. We have several black women that are not celebrated enough. And those are just black names, black women names that we know on the regular. Yeah. They're not celebrated enough. But what my concern is today that the black fathers that are in the households that are doing right, the black men that get up and go to work from 9 to 9. Not 9 to 5. It's not enough. Yeah. The black men that get up and go to work from 9 to 9. The black men that are doing what it has to do to take to feed their children. To take care of their wives. To uplift their household. Those black men are not being celebrated enough. Because there's not enough media coverage. There's not enough media time. Right. To cover that. Because we're constantly being demonized. Demonized in the mass media. It's, I mean, if, 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 if they just take a, a minute out and celebrate the black men who are graduated from college, the black the everyday black man who goes in and gets a job and takes care of his family and pays his bills and is an ordinary everyday citizen, the black man who is the majority in the armed forces, the black man who is doing right, if they go and just take a, 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 a small, you know, small, small, a small second, and go and, and do some research and understand that black there are black men that are doing right. Like me and you and Mark and Darren and, and, and there are black men that are doing right and are trying to do right despite the odds. And then maybe we could change the narrative instead of concentrating on the black men who are doing wrong. Do you see white men in the media getting beat up like we get beat up? No, you don't. Do you see white men celebrities? Getting beat up like you don't. No, you don't. And instead, it's, it, when, and, and whenever a black man in America does something, he becomes enemy number one. Yeah. 
Period. Period, man. Let's 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 move on because we could be on that one all day. That's a show within itself, bro. Um, let's see. Let's talk about now. We're not going to have time to talk about that. We're going to come back to that one. Let's do some announcements. Let's do some announcements and get out of here. Oh, it's 9 o'clock. We're almost out of time. We're almost out of time. So shout out to the black men out there who are doing right. Shout out to the brothers who are out there doing whatever you have to do to celebrate your family. The struggle is real. Shout out to the brothers who are stopping other black men from killing black men. Shout out to the brothers who are not afraid uh, to speak up and speak out. Shout out to the brothers who could give a damn less about the no snitch rule and want justice brought to those who have been murdered unjustly. Shout out to the brothers who are taking care of their families, who are going home and celebrating their black queens and raising black young kings and queens. Shout out to the brothers who are getting in pulpits around America and standing up to injustice and speaking out on issues. Shout out to the brothers who are celebrating black health and black wealth throughout the communities. Shout out to them. God damn it. It's time to give them a shout out. You know, and I and we're gonna have a whole show dedicated to black women, I promise you. But let's start uplifting our black men. Let's can, can we do that? Can we can we dap one of our brothers down and give them a hug and say, man, I'm proud of you for not being in jail or dead? Man, I'm proud of you for not going out here and blowing your brother's brains out. For beating your woman to death, man, I'm proud of you for not leaving your kids and taking care of your kids. Can we can, can we do that tomorrow? My God, man, y'all done got me fired up and him sweating and stuff, bro. <laughs> that preaching that came out of me. All right, let's let's do some announcements real quick and we're out of here. Port Allen High, like this comment if you're a fan of Port Allen High School. Like this podcast if you're a fan of Port Allen High School. They are having a, a fundraiser, and it's called a capital campaign, and their goal is to raise $20,098. And you can support them by cash apping them, um, a small donation. Their cash app is the money sign, Port Allen Pales. Again, their cash app is the money sign, Port Allen Pales. And they're trying to raise $20,000. $98 to raise funds for a digital scoreboard table, two trophy cases, a customized padded back, backstop, two customized Port Allen High uh, vinyl displays, a customized uh, Port Allen tablecloth. So you can donate to them. Principal Jackson is uh, asking you to come to the school if you would like to donate. You can, uh, they have a GoFundMe page. They have several ways that you can give back to Port Allen High. Several ways that you can give back to Port Allen High. Uh, please support them. I will be making my cash app donation, Principal Jackson, and he will be on the show hopefully sometime in the summer. We have to get through these candidates. We have to apply pressure. We have to find out what's going on in the city of Port Allen, but we will have Principal Jackson on the show very shortly. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that Brother Murphy's uh, is prom night for uh, Port Allen High School and Plaquemine High School, and I'm pretty sure that's why uh, Brother Murphy wasn't able to make it today. His son is going to prom. Shout out to Brother Murphy, who is a, is a, is a strong supporter of his family. And, and trust me, when it comes to family, I do understand that. I forgot it was Port Allen High prom. 
what prom for me was 15 years ago. <laughs> well, at least you when made I it to yours. I had man, and I was a lot more handsome. But <laughs> at least you made it to yours. Man, but uh, shout out to Port Island High School. You kids be safe out there. You kids be safe. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's uh, that's uh, money sign. That's money sign. Port Allen High. What, let me get it right. That's money sign. Port Allen High Pales. The money sign, capital P, Port, capital A, Allen, capital P, Pales. Please make a, a donation uh, to them. There are four ways to donate. You can donate in person. Uh, you can you can have someone deliver it for you. You can cash app them. And they do have a GoFundMe page. They do have a GoFundMe page. Port Allen High Pales. Make that donation. Make that donation. Uh Go ahead, go ahead, bro. Oh no, I just uh, I was looking at the comments right quick. I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to to one of our East Bank uh, supporters for the for the Pels, my god sister uh, Lynette Jones. I know she can't see me over on camera, but I'm 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 giving her a shout out anyway. Man, shout out to my producer for filling in and uh, and helping me out co-host this show today, uh, brother Dogan. I really appreciate you, man. You're an asset to this community that we cannot afford to lose, bro. And I wish you well on your future endeavors when running for office, bro. And, um, you, you, of course, you're the producer of the show. We will have you on the show to talk about some pressing topics. But, man, seriously, it's sincerely from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you stepping in, bro. Man, anytime. So we have uh, some community organizing events that's coming up. Um, these community organizing events include, uh, let's see here. April the 8th, there, there is a, uh, it's going to be at the New Beginnings Church on the corner of Avenue B and 14th Streets. Uh, Councilman Williams stopped by, as he does now. It's no secret that me and Councilman Williams don't get along on certain issues. It's only no secret that me and Councilman, Councilwoman Lawrence doesn't get along on certain issues. It's no secret that I may disagree with Councilman Brown on certain issues. I may disagree with all of them. But one thing I can say about Councilman Williams is that the last two Saturdays he has walked the streets door to door and gave out these flyers to do some community organizing and some cleaning up. And um, we really appreciate that, man. So we want to go out and support that endeavor. And that's going to be April the 8th at 6 p.m. April the 8th at 6 p.m. on the corner of Avenue B and 14th Street. Let's see, what else do we have? Oh, we have the Port Allen High, I mean, so the Port Allen Alumni Game coming up. I believe that's April 20th. Is that right? Those who are um, those who are on here, uh, please, 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 please uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. We have the Port Allen, High, Port Allen Alumni uh, Game that's coming up. Um, Brother Murphy was going to be on here today to talk about that a little bit. Uh, please go out and support that. Uh, Brother Murphy, um, and um, I believe it's Sister Snurl. Thank you. Brother Murphy, and I believe it's Sister Snurl, uh, Lat Latoya Snurl, uh, Latoya Murphy. I'm not uh, sure. I'm not, I'm not sure. Okay. I believe that they are doing a uh, an alumni game coming up on April the 20th. And I will be remiss not to mention my own Masonic Lodge. The Brothers of Stone Square Lodge, number eight. Shout out to the Prince Hall bros in the building. The most worshipful Prince Hall Grand Lodge of Louisiana. Stand up. Shout out to you Prince Hall brothers out there. 
um, Stone Square Lodge number eight will be having a Easter egg hunt, and it's going to be on April the 20th as well, I believe from 10 to 2. Uh, please bring your kids out there because they had an Easter egg hunt here for the children of the city of Port Allen recently. Um, none of our children were invited. If they were invited, then, I mean, I didn't hear about it, but yeah. we've seen a post on the West, West Side Journal of saying that, you know, there was an Easter egg hunt with, we, we with 50 eggs with five kids. We, we heard, we heard, we heard you know, it we in had, person. We had to go to the city council meeting to hear that there was a citywide, city-sponsored, if I'm not mistaken, Easter egg hunt for five white kids and a couple of black kids. Now, I'm not against kids having an Easter egg hunt, but it needs to be publicized, and it needs to be an invitation for all citizens, not just some and a few Take a couple of pictures and put the money in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. And, I don't know if they and, need that or not. But I'm just saying. And, uh, I'm just saying that you know, and, you know, and, these are facts. And 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 Miss uh, Miss uh, Lacey just reminded us in the chat to remind people come out to the city council meetings, which is first and second Wednesday of the month. And I would also be remiss not to say show up to the parish council meetings. Every second and fourth, uh, fourth, fourth. I want to say third uh, Thursdays of the month. Uh, the second and fourth Thursdays of the month uh, is parish council meetings, and show up to the city council meetings every first and second Wednesdays of the month. Get some, t- give them some times on that uh, on uh, parish the council meeting. Five thirty, and I believe the parish council meeting is at six thirty. 5.30, parish council meetings no, at 6.00. Uh, yeah, city council. City council at 5.30. And I believe parish council's at 6.30. Parish council's at 6.30. Yeah. Okay. One more thing before we leave. Uh, let's talk about the upcoming elections. Again, the upcoming elections will be, um, let's see here. The upcoming elections will be uh, this October. Um, October 12th. October the 12th is the upcoming elections. We have... A bunch of seats that are up. We have the governor's seat, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, the attorney general, the treasurer, the commission of agriculture, the commission of insurance, the board of elementary and secondary education. We got state senate seats, state representative seats. We got the sheriff, the clerk of court, the dog catcher, your mama, your daddy. Everybody is up and, for re-election this and, year, and man. We, and, and most of the parish council, for people who do not know, the parish council has term limits. Parish they, council is term limits. They most of them, all but I think three members, are termed out. So I encourage people to get out and become candidates, except for District Nine West Baton Rouge Parish Council. <laughs> uh, 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 but every every other seat, please come out and uh, and, and 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 become a candidate. Become involved. If you believe that you can make a difference and that you can fight for your people and the people of the parish as a whole, become a candidate. Absolutely. If you're going to do it for the money, this ain't the game for you. Correct. Man, we went over our time, you guys. I'm looking at it. It's 9-11. Uh, we started at what, 7.45? Yep. So we went way over our time, almost a two-hour show. However, uh, it was very informative. Um, I believe I learned a lot. Uh, from our producer. I hope you guys learned a lot as well. Um, we're going to try to condense this show when it goes on the podcast, if we can. I don't necessarily want to condense it because there was a lot of 
Um, it was it was a lot of good things that was spoken on the podcast. Actually, it was about eight o'clock to like nine yeah. nine because it was some dead space in there. Right, right. But yeah. um, but um, these are topics that people need to hear. Right. I want to encourage you all to like this, share this. When you go on the podcast, Mark Alexander, my classmate, my brother, and my friend, shout out to you for doing the nothing but facts theme song, the intro song. Man, you did an outstanding job. Outstanding job, bro. I mean, when y'all hear this song, please go to the podcast. Where can they find the podcast? Give it to the people so they could go and, and, and get this podcast, man. So the podcast, you can go on anchor.fm slash nothing but the facts, all lowercase. Or, just, or you can go to Spotify and just search nothing but the facts. Um, it, we're on a couple other uh, platforms. Um, we'll, we'll post those online for you. In fact, we'll, um, and we'll, we're looking into some ways to even make it even more accessible for you guys. Um, so stay tuned, stay involved, and we'll uh, uh, for, uh, for those upcoming updates. Matter of fact, I would be. I gotta do this, Mark. Man, what's your album, bro? Drop that on. Drop that right now, bro. What's your album? Nothing but the facts will be supporting um, Port Allen-based businesses. Nothing but the facts will be supporting Port Allen-based businesses. Shout out to brother Darren Jack for keeping his boy fresh. He gave me the balls, shaved the day. He shaved me up. Darren, shout out to you, bro. You did your thing. Let's see. Come on, man. Come on, Mike. Drop that link before I get out of here, bro. Okay, well, check this out, Mike. I mean, Mark. Mark, sorry. Sh drop the link in the comments, man. Drop the link in the comments. Go support my brother. He's an outstanding businessman and father. Um, shout out to the class of 2004. Post it on your page, man. Go out to uh, Mark Anthony Alexander. He stole my middle name. I was born before him. <laughs> but, bro. Uh, you did an outstanding job. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Next show, next show is very important. We will have Brother Raynard Douglas on the show. Raynard, come on down, bro. We got some questions, man. Raynard is running uh, for uh, West Baton Rouge Parish Council. He will be on the show. Raynard is a brother of mine. Um, I appreciate what he does for the youth in this community. Uh, he has been walking the streets as well, doing a lot of things for the youth in this community. He'll be talking about a lot of community organizations coming up. Um, I mean, community organization events coming up, um, especially when it comes to the youth and basketball. So, Brother Raynard, come on down. After that show, we're going to have a very interesting show with Brother Brandon Bass. Brother Brandon Bass is the, is he the softball coach at Port Allen High? He's either the softball coach or the baseball coach at Port Allen High. Brother Bass and I met at the uh, uh, Justice for Trail Father's Daughter Dance. And uh, it's, it's time that we, you know, we black and white need to have a conversation about some serious issues. Brother Bass is a person, that man, that, that he doesn't, I'm not going to, he does see skin color and he appreciates black people. I hate when people say, I don't see skin color. I don't see color. Well, what are you, colorblind? Are you blind? Of course you see color. You should see color. You should appreciate the beauty of colors that God has created. He's a wonderful brother. I'm excited to have him on the show, man. 
I'm excited to put a lot of these myths aside about just not about how I feel about white folks, but about what white folks feel about black people. It's okay to sit down and have a conversation with one another every now and then and get some common ground and some commonality. It's okay. And I want him on the show, man. Um, again, I'm not going to tell you who's going to be on the last show of the month. Um, that's a special surprise. We have some special guests. Uh, he's the baseball coach. Thank you. He's the baseball coach. April 20th, uh, Mad Fresh will be in the building. April the 20th, Mad Fresh will be in the building. One more thing before we go. I know I sounded like a Baptist preacher, but one more thing before we go. The Justice for Betrayal organization will be having multiple uh, voter registration drives. They will be having multiple voter registration drives. Um, it's imperative, people. It is imperative that we get out and vote. This organization has done so much for this community, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I, I believe I, I, God is going to register a thousand new voters in West Baton Rouge. I know that's an astronomical number for some people, but God can do it, and he will do it. We, we need to really push this voter's registration drives, and we need to send some people home to early retirement. This has been Nothing But Facts, your live podcast broadcast live from the great city of Port Allen, Louisiana. I am your host, Shelton A. Berry, a.k.a. Showtime. We will be on this show same time, same station, next Saturday at 7.30. This has been Nothing But Facts. Facts. God bless you, and we'll see you next Saturday. Nothing but facts, nothing but facts. The mission is forward, no going back. Podcast live, so interact. A lot of pain in my hood, my tears black. Nothing but facts, nothing but facts. The mission is forward, no going back. Podcast live, so interact. A lot of pain in my hood, my tears black.